conservative conservatorship conservativeship conservator I can't conservator ship yeah yeah <laughs> no, no I can't pronounce this has been really hard for me Welcome to another episode of Feminist Fiends and Quarantine Queens, our podcast where we analyze different forms of pop culture, either movies or TV shows, and then come to the conclusion if it's feminist or not. Um, I'm Pate. And I'm Nellie. Um, So welcome to our pod. We are going off script. We (laughs) are going off-roading and um, (laughs) off-roading. Sorry, much like much like Brie and the Bachelor this weekend. <laughs> I know, I know. That's also like a legit date I went on in high school. So, anyways, um, did you actually? Yes, people did that all the time. Wait, that's cute. I've never gone off roading. Mm, it's kind of like not cute. It's actually kind of like nasty. And then like your like car gets stuck in mud, and someone has to pull you out. Okay, I will say. I just want to say this. I know this is like simply not what we're talking about today, but. <laughs> in watching the most recent episode of the bachelor the bachelor when they're off-roading there's this one point they're in a they're in a lime green jeep and then there's a point where they have like an overhead shot of the jeep driving through tracks of mud and it's yellow it's yellow it was simply not the same jeep or I okay i missed that car i don't know any cars it looks like a jeep to me but like it was the- most definitely a jeep now yes <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to dumb myself down. I was just like, don't come for me if it wasn't a Jeep. But like there, it's yellow. Like it was a, some, it was probably like literally a stock shot. Like you don't think it could have been like weird lighting domain. plus I mean, mud on it. Y'all, if you saw it or if you haven't seen it and you're now like, hmm, I didn't notice that. Please go back and watch and let me know. I had to, I rewind and rewatched it. Cause I was like, that is simply not their car. Which like, there were times where it. they obviously like weren't, it's not like they were like in a studio and she was pretending to drive the car. It's not like they weren't going off. Okay, but there were some certain times that like the car swerved and it was like an outside shot of the car and I swear a man was driving it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of it was like, I'm sure from like a liability like insurance standpoint, but also if that was, if if liability insurance was a concern. Maybe they were just, like, trying to be, like, risky all around in this episode. Hmm. I don't know. See Rachel Kirkconnell, like, faceplant into the earth. And she was, like, But then immediately I'm after she looked okay. fine, and I was, like, I'm not trying to say, like, I'm not trying to dispute the crash, but it seemed a little staged to me. I'm not going to lie. A crash? Well, her, like, plummeting into the ground. I don't think that was staged. <laughs> I think everything about this episode was staged. I'm, I'm you so think they intentionally gave her an eighth grader as a flight instructor? Because <laughs> the boy did look like he was in eighth grade. And he didn't know what he was doing. So they smashed into the ground. Uh, yeah. 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 Anyways, so today we're talking about the Britney Spears documentary. Yes. Um, we are talking about... Nothing to do with off-roading. Framing Britney Spears documentary by the New York Times, um, which 
if you haven't heard of this yet, we hope you have watched it, but if you haven't, you should. And it is on Hulu through, like I said, the New York Times. And it basically examines, um, for those of you who don't know, Britney Spears is under a conservatorship of her father now partially of her father but basically what that means is um she doesn't have like any autonomy over her finances or her career decisions or really anything about her life and to be honest like I've I've like been following the free Britney hashtag like kind of over the last really the last several months perhaps last year or so um but I think more so over uh, more so over the last several months and I do feel like I definitely would not call myself like I would not say I'm by any means like a part of the movement. Like I, I support the movement and like, well, I, I guess if that, if that counts as being a part of it, but this is just to say so many people are doing really important work surrounding this. And I'm grateful that the, the New York times has really picked it up in in this way. Cause I do feel like more people are joining the movement due to this documentary. So if you haven't watched it, I encourage you to do so. Um, you can either like hit pause and go watch it and then come back and hear us unpack it or listen to what we have to say and then go watch it yourself. But I'd love to hear pages like your thoughts on like, of course, I know why we want to talk about it. But yeah, like, why do you think it's worthy of us unpacking this together? Well, I think Britney Spears is just such a cultural icon for um, our country and just like for like femininity and womanhood. Um, I remember growing up, I dressed up like a pop star for Halloween one time when I was like literally in kindergarten. I was five years old, (laughs) um, showing my belly button, um, which is totally fine. Like not saying a child shouldn't be able to dress up like that, but kind of risque um, for my parents to let me do, Um, if you know my parents. But everyone (laughs) called me Britney Spears. And I was like, who is that? And then the next Uh, Christmas I get a karaoke machine and I just whip out um, hit me baby one more time I didn't know any of the words I just um, blabbed along to it Um, but like that's when I knew I had star quality and (laughs) to be a star Um, so even growing up without knowing who Britney Spears was and without knowing her songs like she was like inserted into my life Um, but then of course like I loved all her songs once I got to know them and I really like I feel like I really was a a tween when like her circus album came out that's Mm. when I really um, knew about her but I do also remember when she shaped her head and that like how yeah like even as a kid I remember being like sad about that because it's like it's scary because you don't understand what's going on and looking at, at it as an adult you like can realize she was like really not okay and it was it was a cry for help but like no one mm-hmm. was like reaching out to her but I think why this documentary specifically is worthy of um like critical analysis and feminist critique is because like it's bringing attention to such a powerful woman in pop culture Um, and rarely do we see, like, celebrities, like, get really deep and, like, express their feelings and emotions, which I think they need to do more, because 
there's no perfect human mm-hmm. everyone has their flaws and it's just like better I feel like if we are allowed to like witness celebrities and like be able to cheer for them uh, and like pick them up when they're like down and like not doing good and I think something that's really helpful as a society is that I mean we're not perfect obviously and our generation has our own flaws but I think a lot of people now really hate how Britney was treated by the media back then Mm -hmm. and I don't think a lot of people would stand for it and like I mean I don't know actually because the Kardashians still like do not have any privacy and I feel like it's taken a toll on their family like look at Kanye West and Kim Mm -hmm. um but I think a lot of people are critical of how the media portrayed Britney but then also it's like well the media is fueled by the number of views it gets right and so maybe we are part of the problem that was very long-winded all my opinions wrapped into one but Britney Spears is an icon and so I think it's important that we you know know what's going on with her especially if like she truly doesn't want to be in this conservative conservatorship conservativeship conservative I can't conservatorship yeah yeah (laughs) y'all know I can't pronounce this has been really hard for me that is okay I uh, I'm yeah I'm grateful you just said everything you said Pate because I feel like it was helpful in in what my eyes will be kind of the outline of this episode really kind of unpacking the intricacies of the documentary and then and then thinking about something I really want to do is just think about how like this in relation to today's kind of media I don't know operations or just like whether like how how this affected the treatment of celebrities today I guess I'll just say that since you shared this because I think it is helpful like in hearing our conversations just to know our like our background and um, with the topic like I will say as I've talked about on past episodes I feel like I was exposed to kind of I guess like more mainstream pop culture kind of at a a bit of like an older age just because I was such like a PBS kid and so you I would be a PBS. I kid. was. I was like a it's PBS okay, yeah. kid until I like was a 10 Disney or Channel kid. Well, we just like didn't. It's not to say we didn't. It's funny because Seamus is editing. I'd be curious to see if he disputes this. It's not that like we weren't like we didn't we didn't like not have cable. We just like weren't really watched. And it's not even that we weren't really allowed. I don't remember, but we just like didn't. I I feel like it wasn't until I was probably late 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 elementary school early middle school that I was watching um watching kind of more mainstream television like like Disney like still for children so not necessarily where Britney Spears would be present but Disney Channel or Nickelodeon but I will say I do feel like Disney is like a is kind of this outlet to kind of more mainstream media in my opinion especially when you think about the origin of Britney Spears and her her role on the Mickey Mouse Club and things like that. Like, I I remember, like, I have older cousins who I think identified more so with her. Um, but I, I agree with what you said about kind of her circus album. I feel like that was, like, my first, like, musical exposure to her. Obviously, I knew all of her other songs. Like, I probably just didn't know that they were her. Like, I had heard <laughs> Baby One More Time and 
oops, I did it again. Like I had heard those songs and liked them and probably knew the words to them, like without realizing it, but I don't think I like knew who Britney Spears was. Um, I agree that I, I actually do think one of my first exposures to her was her shaping her head and the umbrella incident, which I was grateful to see that. Um, and we'll talk more about it, but see that in the documentary, because I feel like having my only perception of that be by like, like, I don't know, like so many more degrees of separation than I feel like we get it in the documentary. I feel like it was so completely blown out of proportion, to be honest. And I could see myself behaving the exact same way she did. And I just feel like this documentary allows you an element of empathy for her that I I don't think we were granted um, when it was happening because of the way that media, the media worked. I just think it's so different with with social media um, and having your own kind of at least an element of autonomy over how your story is told today. But again, we'll talk about that. I, I want to dive in first, if it's okay. At the beginning of the documentary there, she's, I mean, we can skip over maybe some of her more biographical info unless you would like to, but I think like, of course, she uh, was born and raised in a small town in Louisiana. Her kind of initial exposure to music was through the, um, her like home church. And she... I believe was in a music competition where she was singing gospel music. Is that correct? And then at the, I don't know, but she's in this competition. And one of the like first moments where I like took note in the movie was when the, the man, like the man hosting this event or whatever interviewed her and was like, do you have a boyfriend? Like you have very pretty eyes. Do you have a boyfriend? And she was like, no, they're mean. And I was like, yeah, pop off sister. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Um, But like, she's, I don't know, I don't know. She's like, what, like seven or eight years old in this video? She's young. Not that like, really, I don't think it would ever necessarily be appropriate if that's the first question you ask of a a woman, like, do you have a boyfriend? And then he's like, what about me? And it's like this grown ass adult. I'm like, I was just like, oh, and then um, her, her stylist, who was one of the folks they interviewed, um was like yeah because there's no other question that like could have been asked in that moment like it was clear and again this is a theme that we see throughout she's asked if she lost her virginity Mm -hmm. if she thinks she's dressing like inappropriately she's constantly criticized um there's this expectation and I could I could really pop off about this but like the expectation of what it looks like to be a Christian and also um, a young woman <laughs> in in modern culture, and how there's an expectation that she is not allowed to um, show skin for mm-hmm. that reason. Um, that like virginity and promiscuity can't go hand in hand. Like that. Like, and I just think I don't know. Maybe I'm naive. I just don't really feel like these questions are being like. I just feel like this wouldn't happen today. And again, I don't. We can wait to dive into this more later, but these interviewers, I was just so angry like the whole time. And they talked about how these kind of boy band counterparts, if they weren't really, they just weren't being asked the same questions. And if they were, it was still um, so patriarchal in the sense that it was to, to push down other women. Mm -hmm. Well, I think like questions like that, are just like a reminder of like how 
deeply rooted the patriarchy is and like even though this was I don't know when her singing competition as a child was but like it's almost as if the only questions that you can ask have to do with a woman being a a girlfriend a wife or like Britney Spears's relationship with Justin Timberlake or Mm -hmm. like if her boobs are fake or not and that was just so inappropriate and she was 16 when they asked her that that's like the most disgusting thing um I literally should be illegal and then I'm trying to remember like Diane Sawyer was she the one that asked about her boobs or I don't know but I think a lot of people were upset with Diane Sawyer because she also had an interview where she was like asking Whitney Houston about her weight and it's just like these questions like yeah maybe we all want to know them but it's also like highly inappropriate to ask um a young woman about her also um, just like breasts why like I'm sorry but no in literally no world would we be like like we would never ever ask a man like how big is your penis like in Mm -hmm. in an interview and Mm -hmm. also I'm just like I'm sorry but the the um the well I'm not sorry but the yeah yeah (laughs) question that like the question of like oh your eyes are really beautiful like do you have a boyfriend what about me like that whole thing right before it we got to watch young baby Brittany like literally belt it out she had Mm -hmm. fucking like literally I've never heard a voice quite like that I'm not even gonna lie especially from such a like small human and I'm like that's the question that you're not gonna ask you're not gonna say like oh where'd you learn to sing what do you like about singing like questions that you ask like not just kids but like people it's like why obviously yes like when you're perhaps and again I'm not excusing the behavior that happened I'm in terms of like asking about her virginity or asking about her boobs but like yes I understand that like teen romance people are wanting to know about but I'm just Mm -hmm. like in what world would it be appropriate to ask like a prepubescent child about their romance their romantic life especially just like I'm like and again not that it would be okay if she weren't talented (laughs) like but she's like there's just so much to unpack there when you watch like her little performance like I just was like okay great awesome it's just like a constant reminder that like a woman's like true quote-unquote I don't believe this obviously but her true like calling in life is to be a wife or her true calling is to like be um something that men enjoy like the male gaze or something of that well subservient to men like to Mm -hmm. be there for the purpose yeah like you said yeah the male gaze absolutely and that's the fucked up thing sorry but that's the fucked up thing is that they're like you they basically force her in this direction of being like we want you to look a certain way for the sake they don't they're not articulating this necessarily but from a young age they're asking her these questions being like your purpose is to women want to be you and men want to have sex with you basically Mm -hmm. like that's that's how you're going to find success when society's telling you that and then once you embody that then you're completely fucked over like then you're criticized for the for having that for then embodying that even though I don't think she's consciously like being like this I do appreciate 
there was that there was an interview where she said well they're like it's totally normal for a woman to want to feel sexy and I was like queen yes thank you for the sexual empowerment at such a young yeah, age I love I'm that annoyed that I like, appreciated that no I really appreciate it when she was like but um yeah like every teenage girl wants to like feel hot and I'm like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. even if they're saying they don't want to yeah they don't want to be objectified by old ass men and women they don't want to be ass- assaulted because right. those things do not go hand in hand like clothing does not determine consent which our society is continually confused about sorry i have a lot of rage in this episode i'm really yeah, but, but but- now that i'm just thinking about it like how many girls and like this isn't me like criticizing women for doing this this is just like proving the point that Brittany made how many girls dress up as sexy schoolgirls for Halloween? Right. A lot. A lot. Because you look good in a plaid skirt. Right. And but and also a little like, tied, a little tied like button down. So I cute. do like part of me is like, eh, I don't love sexualizing like right. children. Young right. children. Absolutely. Um, but at the same time, it's important to be like, yeah, teenage girls like want to look hot and want to express themselves so I think it's like that's like a fine line of being able to determine like where where is the line and like what should be like acceptable and what should be like hey don't sexualize this like 12 year old well and just really safeguarding safeguarding young people and then also like obviously like our the way our criminal justice system handles assault is not good it has so far to go. And I think that a lot of victim blaming goes on when kind of this sort of, I don't know, appearance, clothing choice is present. That doesn't make it like that victim blaming is not okay. But I do think oftentimes an instinct is just to say, well, still don't do that just just to keep yourself safe I don't really think that like those two necessarily go hand in hand but I I get what you're saying because we don't want to be sexualizing children um also oh my gosh this could be like the quote there's so many like good quotable moments I don't even know that we'll be able to pick like one quote of the episode I think we just got to sprinkle them throughout here but there was there's there's um this woman who I think she was like the wife of the governor of Maryland could be incorrect about that she said on a phone call on a news interview which i'm just like the fact that a governor's wife would speak this way is just Mm -hmm. like disgusting honestly but she was like if i had the opportunity i would i would shoot britney spears and basically then i think it was diane sawyer yeah that was a child a child child and also just like i don't feel comfortable if any anyone even remotely connected to the government obviously these exist but is wanting to shoot anyone in the face anyone in the face especially Mm -hmm. a child who's literally singing that is what they're doing they are singing and when britney says that wasn't the quote that wasn't the quote for the record right the quote (laughs) is her saying i'm not here to babysit her kids i was like Yes. yes i was like you i mean again things we've come so far in the, the ways of like parental controls and things like that but like like literally I like your tv years like i didn't i wasn't exposed to her until a certain age obviously i heard music but like i like her she wasn't for i mean when she was on mickey mouse club maybe that was for 
a younger audience but as she got older her audience got older like she wasn't Mm -hmm. like she was not like a Disney Channel person and even still like parents should have like parents need to take responsibility for what their children are exposed to to a certain extent it's not up to her to like cater to their like cater to those specific needs especially when like that just really wasn't her audience it was like her peers it wasn't like small children I just am like that made me like I I, when she said that I was like thank fucking god but I just wish that she had had she'd been interviewed by someone that was going to be like wow like that that's such a good point like I just I really don't think that would be acceptable in today's standards of news people would literally throw a heyday well, I mean, of course, if anyone said, I want to shoot, like, I don't know, Olivia Rodrigo in the face because she said an <laughs> F word in her song, right. Queen, we Queen, stand driver's we stand license. Driver's license. We stand. Um, <laughs> if anyone said, I want to shoot Olivia Rodrigo in the face, I would throw a fit. Well, even if you um, just like circle back, like, like more, I guess, like if someone had said that about Miley, like more so in our kind of generation, like, yes, Miley was pushing boundaries and perhaps people were saying this not on the news. Like, I just still, and yes, Miley was still dragged through the mud. I'm not saying that, like, Miley was completely okay. But I'm yeah, just, like, I, I like still don't even think, right, I still don't think that would have happened, though, with her. Like, to say, I'm going to shoot her in the face. I think some people said some inappropriate, I mean, not, I'm going to shoot Miley in the face. And not to the level of, like, the Maryland governor, but I think... Right. And I would also be interested to do the new documentary about Demi Lovato when it comes out, because I have always loved... I love Demi Lovato. I saw her in concert. I... I did not. I did not. But also just, like, thinking about three big women, like, especially in our life, in our childhood... Demi Lovato, Miley Cyrus, and Taylor Swift, three Mm -hmm. women who, like, have been criticized so harshly from the media, Mm -hmm. Um, and, like, Demi Lovato almost died from a drug overdose, Um, and And I from Yeah, and from anorexia as well. Yeah, and I would argue, like, those were, um, you know, brought on from the stress of, like, being, like, a young person who's heavily criticized. She was always criticized for her weight, for being annoying, for all this stuff and like you see that in her first documentary and like she still struggled with sobriety so now we're having there's another documentary coming out you know Miley Cyrus chopped all her hair off and like started smoking weed on stage which like she can do whatever she wants but I think she also had like a point where she was like I wouldn't call it a meltdown but she was like so tired of like doing what everyone wanted that she did a complete 180 and Mm -hmm. like I personally didn't like that song what not the song not bangers but you know there was an album after bangers where she just like straight up like danced on stage with like was that the robin thick song was no 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 no. but it it wasn't blurred lines but it was at the same time as blurred lines am i wrong it was like like this this like random album on soundcloud oh um yeah like she put an album on like and I'm not trying to say like she was like crazy or anything or that she lost it because I think a lot of people she have was just going off the term. beaten path. She was going off the beaten path and like I think she I respect. Yeah, she just was did a complete 180 of like what she had been doing in her Disney time, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I also think that like 
now she's like finally found what makes her happy. I think she was just, and I could be completely wrong. I feel bad. Like I'm not trying to criticize my, I don't think you are. You're okay. I think just like, she just went way different than what she had been doing. And I don't know if that was her trying to make a point, be like, y'all can't control me. Look at me twerk. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously more power to her. And then Mm -hmm. of course, Taylor Swift, um, you know, gone through a whole evolution. Yeah, absolutely. And she has to rebrand every five years. And like she went off of society for a whole year because people wouldn't stop criticizing her. Right. No, I mean, I think this movie is a really, is just kind of an example of how child stardom can, or how the media completely rips apart child stars and how just societal expectations like force them into extreme like life-threatening situations like and I other people that come to mind are who who have been just completely dragged through the mud um are Lindsay Lohan Amanda Bynes like Paris Hilton like I really do think like it's just wild to think about because obviously like some of these like some of these actresses we've talked about in on the pod like in kind of their quote-unquote prime like their early days before they I don't know went off the deep end this is like not to be critical of them it really just is to say that like there isn't I I think it's getting better but it's just scary how little support there are for young people and in this case in the case of Brittany like it resulted in her not being able to have autonomy over her her finances her children her her just like her like well-being like everything like and I really don't I mean we've seen scenarios where young people are brought up in in the industry and like it doesn't end up this way so it's just like and I think particularly with men, like, I don't know how many men are going off the deep end this way. And I think because women have all of these really intense, like, expectations and are criticized just on a whole other le- misogynistic level, like, I don't know. I, I I mean, yeah, think about Justin Bieber. Like, and Justin he's Timberlake. definitely, he's, Justin Bieber has had his hardships, don't get me wrong. Right. And like, a lot of, well, also like, though it's kind of interesting how many how many like guys would say like oh he's so gay he's so lame and annoying because he was men hate Justin Bieber and One Direction and like like say homophobic things because they're jealous and also because women can't enjoy anything without men making fun of it but in actuality like Justin Bieber is a very talented artist I love One Direction don't get me wrong but they are a boy band but like Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. no no disrespect now <laughs> but like Justin Bieber no, is like it. actually so like has really good music I think and I think a lot of boys would enjoy it um but just because like women like him they automatically like won't listen to him but at the same time Justin Bieber was never questioned about being a good role model for young boys or young girls and like was never questioned about like his body and um like he had some sexual songs you know and yeah he was also like going to like on like cruises at like the age of 15 with like selena gomez like he was maybe not quite that young but like literally (laughs) as a minor and i'm just like 
if a girl did that like i guess selena gomez did it but i'm just like thinking if it were like i mean britney literally would get criticized for doing truly anything and so i just i mean miley cyrus literally took a picture in a sheet and everyone was mad because they said she posed nude do you remember that yes <laughs> I, I, I will her just, eyes. i will just defend i will defend miley like till i die i just think she was i honestly am glad that she's at the place she is now it seems like she's okay but i, I it's don't honestly crazy know. that like honestly, she don't know. never not- like had to go to like rehab okay that's another thing i wanted to talk about i would have to go to a mental institution if i was famous well, and i know i joke thing... about that all the time because i want to be famous one day but i also don't think i can handle fame because it's so ugly well just another thing i was thinking about when watching this documentary is just like one i just think the way that like rehab like going to rehab is portrayed during this specific time of media i still think it is mm-hmm. today kind of like this but again at least today like people can come onto their own social media platforms and say like yes this is what's ha-, like confirm it and and have not necessarily britney because like i don't know how much autonomy she actually has over these things but if like a more kind of current celebrity like newer celebrity like were to need to go to rehab I feel like they could talk about it more so but just my thing is like I feel like our this really formed our perception of a I feel like my I don't want to speak in we statements I guess but I feel like this this formed my perception in a way of addiction and honestly like I feel like contributed to people not wanting to get help because it's this like taboo and scandalous thing for someone to have to go to rehab and like that Mm -hmm. is like very much a thing like like addiction is a disease and if you Mm -hmm. like like if you need help that is like a that is a good thing to go to like it is a good thing to go to rehab because the alternative is truly like oftentimes the alternative is death so like and just like we don't as a society don't think about our responsibility in in young people young celebrities or just celebrities in general having like getting to this point and Mm -hmm. the society that like has been created that has tabooed well made addiction so populous and then also like tabooed seeking help both in the case of like I mean, these things are interchangeable, but addiction and other kind of mental health um, crises. Like, I just think, I don't think Brittany needed, like, if Brittany had got, like, if just, like, therapy and just other forms of help were accessible and normalized in ways that, like, they they still have a long way to go and these things are still very much stigmatized, but I just think even in the last, like, 20 years, like, over the course of our lifetime, the way that, like, seeking just like conversations about mental health have happened where like they didn't mm-hmm. I mean that's not even over the course of 20 years that's over the course of like five years I feel like that has changed yeah. a lot um yeah, definitely and I just think so many of these young people like or like then young people I don't know like young celebrities like Brittany, Lindsay Lohan, Amanda Bynes um and then kind of a little bit later like Debbie and Miley it was just scandalized to be seeking any kind of help. And yeah. I think it's interesting how like there it's now notorious for Disney Channel stars to lose it. 
How do you mean? That makes sense. Like, maybe, or maybe I just made this up, but, like, I feel like kind of there is an unspoken, like, it seems to happen a lot. So now to the point where it's almost expected for Disney Channel stars because they have been under, like, so much scrutiny with the company and, like, the expectations they place on those actors and actresses to never do anything bad. Um, when they finally get out of their contracts, they just like completely do a 180, like we saw Miley do. And like, well, like Jimmy the... did it, Zendaya did it. And like, okay. I was gonna to, say, like, what you think the most like recent example of that was. And like, sometimes it, like, it's totally fine. Like, Zendaya going on Euphoria, that was a scandalous show, especially compared to Disney Channel things. But like, yeah, but she's an adult. <laughs> she's an adult. Yeah, like yeah. she can, and she's an Emmy winner. Love uh, Emmy winners and Daya. Um, right. And like, and, like you're not going to be on Disney Channel forever. Like, what? Like, right. But a lot of people say, like, well, Miley Cyrus was under Disney for so, so long. And that's why, like, when she finally wanted to do Party in the USA, people were like, not okay with it because she was supposed to be like this good girl. And it's like, well, she's like 18 now. She can do whatever she wants. Right. Also, is was Party in the USA like so scandal that the, the United States could not like, handle it? She wore like <laughs> I remember a crop top. I remember this so much about Miley Cyrus and all her scandals, but like yeah, she wore a crop top and at the the VMA she like was on a she like was on an ice cream stand and did like a little pole dance thing and people lost it mm-hmm. because she was pole dancing at the VMAs and also Vanessa Vanessa and Hudgens her nudies got leaked and that was a whole thing and she was a Disney Channel star sneaker night love iconic song yeah well I just I do think again I just think like E and I don't know Us Weekly and like other I like sugar pop are these things like they are still a thing I guess but I do feel like we get with the way social media works now, we are more likely to get information directly from celebrities as opposed yeah. to so like we're seeing like that's so good. Like you see Zendaya, like I just feel like I was that that's why I asked the question I asked of you where you were, I was like, okay, well, when was the last time you like saw something like this? And I do think Zendaya is a pretty recent example, but like we weren't like seeing and again like we're not going to places as much or things like that but I feel like not seeing like headlines all over every magazine I mean I guess like the closest equivalent to something like that is like how Snapchat has like (laughs) their little like updates or like the explore page on Instagram or things like that but I feel like ultimately like we either just see that like we see kind of more organically where these news, like what the kind of new moves that celebrities are making, or like we just see it from them, which is so different. Like I just, mm-hmm. this is why like, obviously like the narrative that the the media crafted for Britney was totally the narrative I consumed. I had no other way of like, it's not to be like, oh, huh, we are completely like, we're just cogs in the machine. But like, we kind of are the media just like had all this control over like what we read. And I remember yeah. when, and I want to talk more about this specific incident because I know I, we've referenced it a few times, but I remember when Brittany shaved her head and when <laughs> she went off on her kind of umbrella rage, 
but like literally like all I saw were the the pictures like I think when you think about it in the context of the documentary there's a point where they show the front page of a of a magazine and that's all we saw like you don't see the story behind it you see it as her freaking out that she doesn't have custody custody over her children which in my opinion that's reason enough to freak out to be honest yeah, when people won't really leave you alone i would be upset by that but that's genuinely like also not even why she was upset she was literally like hey can you please leave me alone and they oh, did it and also i have such a hothead i know if i was in that position hey, like also that. Like, she could have done, I'm not saying that, like, any destruction is, like, warranted, but she could have done a lot worse, in my opinion, for an invasion of privacy. What are even the laws about, like, self-defense in that, like, in that stature? Like, can she pull out a taser? I think if they got, like, like, I think if they, like, put their hands on her, I'm sure that there could be an argument for, like, a certain level of self-defense, but I don't. I, I don't, I mean, just knowing the way that, like, the legal system has, mm-hmm. like, kind of navigated Britney is, I, I can't imagine that that would rule in her favor. So, I mean, and I think she's aware of that. She's aware that, like, okay, there's no way out of this scenario, which, like, honestly, looking back at it, I'm like, yeah, I would also shave my head. I'm like, stop touching at me. Stop sexualizing yeah. me. Stop, like like literally don't look at me leave me alone like I'm gonna Mm -hmm. do everything I can to like not even give you a reason to look at me which like obviously this had like the opposite effect because people were like she's lost it she's shaved her head which now I'm like I mean obviously we went through a whole trend in quarantine where people were shaving their heads it's like very much more acceptable now very normal but I'm just like because I was like yeah like at one point I thought about doing it I I don't think I would rock and have a very weirdly shaved head no do not shave your head love you (laughs) I mean I've passed that point now my hair is very long but I yeah and then like how that guy Sam Lefty like totally took advantage of the situation and like at one point had ownership over everything I don't know it's just all like just I I just found myself like obviously there's still so much to say and like ultimately what we can say is just like watch it but I do think that like for me I found myself just feeling sad watching this documentary like I literally was feeling like anxious the whole time like in an angry way like I was just like my I felt like my blood boiling and I just felt like general like stress and anxiety while watching it Mm -hmm. and then in the end I really was just like okay this is sad I'm grateful Mm -hmm. I guess like the positive of it is that this will gain traction and I think like seeing the hidden messages through Britney's social media and but I just think a certain like to a certain point it is just past the point of no return because I just don't see a war like and maybe this is pessimistic, but I just like don't see a world where society is going to give her the grace that they need to for her to have a fresh start. And I also just think that like we put, we've like put her, we've sent her into a like place mental health wise that is just like not resolvable. I don't like to talk about mental health that way because I don't think things need to be quote unquote fixed, but I just think that like we're not going to get the the original Britney back, if that makes sense. Like, I just don't mm-hmm. see a world where that would be possible just because of the way that she's just been eviscerated, essentially. I think it's really interesting the point that they made in the documentary that Britney was literally doing, had like a um, residency mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. 
isn't that what it's called did I just use a doctor term for that no I think that that's I mean she had a like regular I don't know if that's the correct term but she had I think it's right though she just like a regular like and I know how like that that's like really insane to have I think Lady Gaga had one um but I feel like that's just like when you're at like she was performing every single night and working and making millions and millions of dollars and I think that's a really interesting point like how can someone be so um like mentally unwell that they have to be in a conservative conservatorship conservatorship (laughs) but then like perform in front of like thousands of people every night I think that's a really interesting point um and that we don't really like bring up enough yeah one of the lawyers used the term high functioning conservative or conserva- mm-hmm. yeah conservative I think um basically meaning that like it didn't really seem necessary for that to be the case like that to be the case and it's just very clear to me that like money is really what's motivating all of this as as it is what motivates many things and how like capitalism and patriarchy have the patriarchy have just like a dependent relationship on one another I guess or they they go hand in hand like I just think you see the ways in which money motivate money motivates um her father and you see Mm -hmm. that from a very young age and it's just fucked up that like money that Brittany has earned is going to pay for her lawyers her father's lawyers and just like her her like her father has ownership over that in Mm -hmm. as well like it's it's just like there's no easy way out I'm hopeful that like this movement I mean that I think really is the only way out is like to to really kind of um ruffle enough feathers to get people angry and aware of the situation I mean it is just kind of like I mean I think the fact that the New York Times has produced a documentary on this but like I don't I don't know it just sucks and everyone should watch it and well I do think it's good some (laughs) positives that have come out of this Justin Timberlake has come out and apologized what did you think of his apology I didn't read all of it because I kind of was just like, whatever. Like, he's apologizing now because he's getting called out. Um, That's what I thought too. I was like, okay, this was 17 years ago. I also think giving him a little, little giving him a little grace. He is a grown man now with a wife and kids. So, like, he's not the same douchebag 18 year old he was when all this shit happened. Um, But, like, I mean, yeah, like he did some shady things and um, he controlled a, the narrative. He really a young woman and a woman of color had to, you know, be shunned from society because of like his, his choices. And, but like also, yeah, it happened. And I think it's good that he took accountability for it. But like, I, I don't think he's going to get canceled by any means. Like, No, I don't think he's going to get canceled. I just, I was listening to this podcast that I really like that actually at Rachel Lindsay hosts um, uh-huh. with Van Lathan, Higher Learning. Um, and they were talking about Justin Timberlake's apology. And I just think it's so, and it's not to say that it wasn't still necessary because I think people expected it from him 
like expect like the country Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the free Bernie movement wanted an apology but I also think that like I'm not convinced this is something they said on the on higher learning like I'm just not convinced that Brittany or um Janet Jackson really like I think it's just too like I'm not convinced that they care about this apology because it just feels like too little too late and the damage has been done and again like you said like I don't to what extent are we gonna like forgive people when they make mistakes as young people and I guess some kind of apology is helpful I just like I would be curious to see how he will use like the power that he has to support this movement and like advocate for Britney. Like that's what I would want out of this because otherwise, like I don't really give a fuck about your typed out Instagram notes app apology. Yes. It wasn't on notes app. But it basically was was the same, like same deal. Like those Oh, they can be so beautifully eloquently worded where you feel all pulled in and you're like yeah good job but like it's just not enough it's not enough and I don't really totally know what is enough like it's definitely action I just I I feel like because we have so few examples of what beyond a statement looks like it's hard to really know what to to ask for not that it's up mm-hmm. to not th- not that it's necessarily up to us to ask for it but i just hope that we see he's got a lot of power i hope we see him use it i also just i do think it's in his best interest to do that because mm-hmm. so many people have rallied around this movement he might as well join in and use his power yeah i just also think another good thing i do love him deep down though which is hard oh you do yeah which... i've never had an opinion on him i think he's funny and a good actor i just was into his me- like i i was like i i like his music and i like mirror and i like sexy bag um obvi i was really into suit and tie oh great song um oh this is a question i actually had a fun question we don't Mm -hmm. need to talk about we can stop talking about justin timberlake i really he's got to win my heart back a little bit i do deep down love him but i'm kind of mad at him right now after hearing him him being like yeah i fucked her like let him prove his worth to you yeah he's gotta but um what's your favorite britney song um i'm gonna have to go look at spotify because I don't know. Okay, hold on. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. You start first. I okay. She just has so. I really many am bops. going off. She's got so many bobs. I feel like because we were kind of like a circus, which is kind of sad watching in the context of the movie. Because I feel like this was like a, a bit of a forced comeback for her. This out al- the circus album, um, but I do feel like we were like a circus more of a circus album generation but i really liked womanizer mm-hmm. i also loved um three mm-hmm. i think I, about. I think i would say womanizer though and in the context of this this podcast she's like i see the games you're playing womanizer, woman, womanizer, you're a womanizer. so hard because i always like i at one point randomly I went through like a huge Britney phase and so like I love all her albums I have like favorite songs on all of her albums um that's on brand for you I'm gonna have to give a few faves yeah throw out some highlights baby baby one more time 
Death. is like the most iconic thing that's ever happened in our lifetime um <laughs> we were so oops, little <laughs> so, oops i did it again that's the song i sang on my um karaoke machine so that always holds a little place in my heart um i do like stronger because that's like her basically dumping a cheating man and saying i'm stronger mm. sorry for if my mom's listening to this one but like this might be my all-time favorite one i'm a slave for you is such a bob and it's like i don't know if it's feminist because she's like uh, yeah. submitting herself i don't know how well that aged. i'm not like... um but we cannot say that it's not a bop okay it is um anyways i'm like blushing on the podcast you really are <laughs> um but like, i don't know how well that song aged but it is a bop um did not age well um no, did I'll not age well in it. multiple capacities it did not age well um but. <clears throat> and yeah circus we'll stand by our queen this is one of my faves because this was such a little petty move and it was a bop if you seek amy oh i love if you seek amy <laughs> like okay our girl can spell <laughs> <laughs> unlike you kate mm, not me britney spears can spell better than me um her femme patel album was actually actually really good and a lot of good songs that like no one knows about mm-hmm. um and her two newest ones are all right they're not my faves um but like I just think the fact that I like all her albums have like at least two or three like classic bops on it just shows how she's an icon I'm sorry that took so long and I'm so indecisive like you ask me what my favorite anything is I cannot answer you that unless it's ice cream actually that's not true chocolate mint chocolate chip uh cookie dough i don't know oh those are also boring okay i don't like nuts in my ice cream Mm. so that takes out like a lot sorry i don't think you're boring i just kind of thought you would have um no i'll fight you on that but also i do love like i don't think you're boring (laughs) my i love my artisan like ice cream shops that's yeah artisan ice cream shops so like I obviously love going there um they got like goat cheese berry chocolate like I love that right like I kind of expected you to say something like that oh well sorry that I'm not okay but actually I just looked on Instagram and a few days ago or a week ago Brittany posted something about ice cream so like of course we're on brand like that on brand um, apparently her favorite's like cookie dough and butter butter squash <laughs> butternut squash I almost said butternut <laughs> scotch no butterscotch. you just said you meant to say butterscotch you almost said you literally said butternut squash and then you were like butternut squash I meant to say butterscotch (laughs) yeah I mean I feel like obviously there's still so much more to unpack um Mm -hmm. in terms of Brittany but I feel like we we did we really scratched the surface there at least um and if you are listening and you have additional thoughts um I guess we just want to plug the documentary itself I think it's just a really important learning opportunity um if you're still like what the heck is a conservatorship it really breaks it down but again it's called Framing Britney Britney Spears um you can watch it on Hulu it was made by the New York Times and produced and directed by Samantha Stark um and then also just check out the the free Britney hashtag if you're wanting to learn more about this and I really encourage you to like I think that's a great outlet into ways to take action surrounding it. And honestly, I think even we're, we're seeing things 
things change slightly, um, I think currently. So like, for example, in the documentary, it talks about at the end, how Jamie Spears, Britney's dad still does have co-conservatorship over Britney and Mm -hmm. her assets, but it's not sole conservatorship which is a step in the right direction. Again, it's still not like the outcome we're looking for, but yeah. And I obviously Pate and I, I mean, I can't speak for Pate, but I'm, I'm relatively new to the movement, like I said, so we'll, we'll continue to, to learn about it as well alongside y'all. And if, and if you come across resources that you want us to share, um, we're, we're game. So, yeah. so yeah. So thanks for listening and for Brittany. Free Britney Batch. Britney Batch. This has been Feminist Fiends and Quarantine Queens. Bye. Bye.